Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Welcome to the Donna and Steve Show on My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. We're joined by Holly Roberts for Hour One. Hi. Howdy. Hey, everyone. Save a horse, huh? Yeah. Just go ride that cowboy. Ride him. That's the way you need to go. What did I miss yesterday? I took the day off to clean my house. Uh, Okay, well... Move past that for the time being. Right. Uh, we, had a fu- we had a fun show. Elizabeth Reese was in from Twin Cities Live. We had a lot of Taylor Swift talk, of course, coming off of her back-to-back concerts here over the weekend. Uh, we were joined by Hutch from KS95, who offered me tickets and then never followed up, never called or anything like that. And uh, so I missed an opportunity mm-hmm. to go to uh, Taylor Swift. So we had Hutch join us for a couple of segments in the uh, 10 o'clock hour as well and had callers saying who was right. Or more specifically, who was in the wrong? Hutch for not calling back or Stevie Boy for not picking up his phone? It's you. Hmm. That's pretty cut and dry. Wait a second. (laughs) Donna. No, no, no. But you have to understand, Hutch will text me about random things. You know, how come you never invite me over for meat? And then that's it. You know, it's just like these. So the the, the thing is, I need a follow-up text of like, this is not your normal call you gotta you gotta alert me so we had you know some callers were like steve absolutely you should have picked up the phone that's on you you showed him he wasn't a priority other people like absolutely hutch was totally in the wrong he needed to say hey this is abnormal the guy who's trying to do you a favor doesn't really owe you that you snooze you lose Whose side are you on? Although Ooh. I think I'm understanding. Hutch, even though I'm mad at him for not calling me. Yeah, he blew right past you. I said, mm-hmm. why didn't you call Donna? Donna is a big Taylor Swift fan. And if I know her, her Saturday nights are almost always <laughs> wide open. You should have called You Donna. weren't wrong. <laughs> no. I was doing nothing on Saturday. Wouldn't that have been great? Had that would have been great. Think about how many times he just pops in. You know, Case 95 is across the hall. And uh, how many times will just pop in and like, in the middle of our show, you know. Oh, hey, guys. Donna, you never want to hang out. Well, invite hey, her to Taylor Swift. Do a doggy play date. I'm like, how many times do I have to tell you I no longer have a dog? <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> but I still love Taylor Swift. See? That's yeah, I think, Steve, honestly, it, it is probably the blame is on you. I will say. Because he was probably like, all right, I'm just going to keep trying to call mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. I got to keep moving. I get it. Uh, and he brought up a fair point, which was everybody knows that I am not a a, a good K-95 
communicator via text or via phone. That is or a weak spot in, in my life. Donna! <laughs> How do you communicate? Semaphore flags? In, in, in person. Sign language, what? In person, you can't shut me up. But if you send me a text, I can go forever without responding to the text. Because what happens is I see the text and I'm like, oh, yeah, that's funny. And then I put my phone down. And I move on to the next thing. And so I wish there was a way. You just where blew you your could, case. Well, I wish. Even if we, he texted you, there's no guarantee you would have looked at it. No, I would have. No, no. This is the thing is I look at the text and whatever it says. But then I'll like, oh, hey, Steve, it was funny. I was thinking about blah, blah, blah. I look at it, read it and just say, oh, that was cool. And, and then I put it down. Okay. I wish that I could communicate telepathically, Donna, where I could just by looking at it, people would know, oh, he read it. And enjoyed it, and that was fun. I, that's what I need AI to help with. Or all the times that I'm in my car and I'm like, boy, I haven't talked to this person in a while, but I can't text them now because I'm operating a motor vehicle. Mm. I wish I could let that person know that I was thinking about them in that moment, but then I get to work and then it's the day is moving. Before you know it, it's a month later. I'm a victim. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a victim too. My co- I got a new computer, oh, right? Cost me a grand. And this Let me morning, read it. Let me read uh, it. I, I look into our shared document where we put the show together every day. And it says, OMG, my computer is talking and I can't make it stop. <laughs> I didn't know what happened. All of a sudden it was possessed and it just started like saying everything on the top of the toolbar it was like format data tools i sent holly some audio listen to how this and and i just woke up i saw i'm tired here we go theme number (laughs) text alignment kill me wrapping (laughs) rotation stop it font size no merge cells knock it off Conditional formatting. Oh my god, make it stop. Alternating colors. Oh my god. I was just going through like everything that was on the screen. Then it was like Toes Day. Because that's how we label our show for Tuesday. Because we had had gone through a period where we talked about toes a lot. Um, Oh my god. Does anyone else, long time listeners, (laughs) you're already with me on where this ends up. (laughs) This will become that Joaquin Phoenix movie, Her. (laughs) Because Donna had a housefly that visited her, and she damn near got romantic with that thing. Oh, and yeah. so now this is this is act one, scene one, where it's like, oh, this is such a drag. And she'll be telling her girlfriends about it tonight. She'll be like, Barb, you'll never guess. I can't get this computer to shut up. Smash cut to two weeks from now. And then it'll just be Donna like, are you going to wake up? Hello? And then I fall in love with it. <laughs> I got to take you, you computer. <laughs> Make sure to sign a prenup, Donna. You got it, Holly. Thank you. <laughs> Great advice. By the way, since you're talking about like how the fly came to visit me, yes. um, I went to a dog park yesterday, and there was this Great Dane, and it kept coming up to me and like leaning into me for pets. Like there's all these dogs and all this you know stimulation for the dog, mm-hmm. and it just and then it would leave. And then it would come back, and there's people everywhere, and it just kept coming to me, and I'm like, oh, what is happening right now? Is this the universe telling me that I need a Great Dane, or is this my buddy Boo reincarnated? Format. (laughs) Data. Extensions. Stop it. (laughs) Theme. (laughs) Number. Text. 
Alignment. Here's where the flirting starts. <laughs> Rotation. Stop it. Mm-hmm. Font size. No. Merge cells. Knock it off. Okay. Cond- this is how kids in, in grade <laughs> they school. They learn phonics. And- <laughs> well, yeah, no, but this is how kids in grade school start to communicate their interest in one another, right? Uh, he's so annoying. Shut up, Bobby. Yes. Know, yes, you're right. Donna's going to go home, pour herself a little Chardonnay. <laughs> And then open right up to this spreadsheet that she does not have to look at that I'll early. Mmm, like, data. Don't no, Donna. Extensions. Stop it. No, mm. don't say that. <laughs> Insert. No, Donna. That's what it says. Do- okay. View. St- okay, okay, all of those see, three things you know how in a row. I feel. <laughs> are just. Oh, this is gonna happen. All and right. you know what? I it, the the worst part of this is when you <laughs> invariably publicly marry this computer. <laughs> We're going to make a whole stunt uh, oh broadcast out of this. Oh, my God. The ratings are going to be through the roof. And because in many ways I am a father figure to her, I oh, will yeah. have to give her away. I'll walk her down the aisle and then give someone's going to... Give me gonna... away. You'd push me away. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is oh, the worst. All right. a good start. Hey, by the way, we have a uh, we have a lot to get to today. In fact, we're, why don't we squeeze us in right after the break? Donna, Donna went and saw Jersey Boys at uh, Chan on Friday. I want to talk yep. about that. But we need a business to attend to first. It is sure. a Tuesday. Tuesdays at 11, we do a new segment called In a Word. And so we have to figure out what our topic will be. Donna has a suggestion that <laughs> I was like, is this a bizarro day? Is she me? Am I her? Or Freaky Friday? So we'll do a little homework and uh, as a class. When we come back, we'll find out what she thought of Jersey Boys. All sorts of stuff to get to. It's Donna. It's Steve. It's my talk. Friends, what's up? Hey, it's Stevie Boy for my buddies over at the Canopy Group. Um, I still still get a kick out of the call that we got live on the air on Friday. Not sure if you heard it, but we were doing a thing of like, hey, who are the people in Wisconsin who listen? And somebody called and they're like, I'm listening on this part of Wisconsin. And it was great. And then they're like, hey, Steve, before I go, I got to tell you something about the Canopy Group. And I'm like, all right, what do you got? And then sure enough, they were like, hey, I saved so much on my auto insurance that that savings paid for my homeowner's insurance. And I was like, well, look at that. See, the things that I've been telling you guys about what the Canopy Group is doing for Minnesotans just like you, and in this case, even Wisconsinites, uh, it's real. If you go to thecanopygroup.com today, you will find that you can hit a little red button that says get a quote. They're a team of 40 specialists start to work on your behalf. They'll reach out to you, figure out your situation, and then they take your insurance situation and they spin it out to their 16 different providers who fight it out for your business. You're going to get better coverage. You're going to get it at a better price. Join the other my talkers who are saving because of the Canopy Group. Thecanopygroup.com. Hey, good morning. Welcome back. Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071, everything entertainment. All right. So, coming up at 11 o'clock, we want to do a segment called In a Word, where we take your calls. You get one word to answer our question. Mm -hmm. We call it In a Word. So, (laughs) we we did this last week because we were were walking out and I was like, man, life's expensive. You know, it's expensive. And then we just started saying one word things that felt very expensive. And we were like, ah, wait a second. We should turn to the My Talkers. They always have interesting thoughts and ideas on these topics. So uh, each week we have to come up with the topic that we would like you to, in a word, you know, tell us something that's expensive. (laughs) What? What's happening with what you suggested this morning, Doc? Okay, so this is just a suggestion. This is not written in stone yet. So there was a story. My jumping off point for this bizarre uh, 
question was that there somebody started some kind of TikTok thing where that went viral where a woman walks into a TJ Maxx and suddenly needs to use the bathroom. Oh boy. Has a laxative effect. Oh jeez. So then thousands of comments came in about the laxative uh laxative effect of stores. Mm. And some employees say they're even aware of it. A lot of people said TJ Maxx, Target, uh, Barnes and Noble. So it got me to thinking when I was a kid, my sister and I used to joke about this, where for me, it was the library. (laughs) (laughs) And for her... Any specific section? No, it's just being in the library. And for her, it was, quote unquote, the card store. (laughs) Like a a a Hallmark Hallmark store? Oh, you know, there might be something to the theory that these are places where you You feel safe and comfortable. That could be. Oh, and then it helps everything to relax. There's a gut (laughs) doctor, um, not a butt doctor, but a gut doctor named Supriya Rao, who says uh, there's not enough definitive research on the connection between these things, but it could be a surge in emotion. Like if you enter a new large space, there are a few different things you could feel. You could feel a dump of anxiety. You Don't could say feel dump. a dump. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you could feel a, uh, a a rush of excitement, uh, overstimulation. That tension may be getting things moving in your digestive tract. Or to to Holly's point, she's right. Maybe it feels because think of this. When sometimes when you get home, right? You enter your home where it's a place of comfort. And you no longer have to deal with like, oh, there's, what's the stall situation there? It's, well, not, I won't say her name, but Blue. Someone we'll who lives her. with you? Yeah. Named Blue? Yeah. Blue. <laughs> She'll sometimes say, oh, my body knows when it gets home. Because then it's like, all right, home, safe spot. Here we go. That's oh, hilarious. yeah. Well, and then the thing is, totally empathize with Blue. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because your body knows when you're getting close to home. <laughs> yeah. What's yes. up with isn't that an amazing brain bowel connection? Yes. And it's funny because I always thought this was something that we just joked about. And so when I read it this morning, I'm like, well, that's fascinating. Mm. That is real. So my idea was, in a word, what's a place that has a laxative effect on you? Because I know that it will be so few and far between the times that you bring up a potty-related story, (laughs) I will absolutely co-sign this. We'll go with that. That's at 11 a.m. I love it. I think if I had to say one, I try not to publicly dispose of waste, if at all possible. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Possible. But the one place where I do run into that quote-unquote laxative effect is at Lifetime Fitness. And I would like to blame <laughs> like the leg press. Oh my because gosh, when, that's so funny. When you are pumping your legs in and out, yoga, I'm sure a similar effect where you are, we all know that pose where if you have 
like gas pain, there's like a yoga pose oh, that just moving. keep you stay there and it will get it all moving. It'll get it all out. Oh, well, that so, makes me uncomfortable. And let me tell you something. I am not the only person who has the laxative effect at Lifetime. I swear to you. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, jeez. I was, I was like a great start today. walking out yesterday in the locker room. I was like, someone needs to go check that porcelain. I'm sure the guy's fine, but we need to check on the actual <laughs> construction of the toilet. He may have destroyed it. Yeah. I was like, did he bring a microphone in there? Oh, it was just oh, startling. Dropping those, dropping those kids off at the pool. Oh, my like, gosh. God. Oh, I went out to the Lifetime what? Pool yesterday, by the way, for the ah! first time. Unrelated, related. That was nice. That was well, enjoyable. Okay, great. First time all season. Well, anyway, that's hey, coming Donna. up at 11. Yes, Steve. Uh, my neck of the woods is Chaska and Chan. You were in Chan yes. on Friday to see Jersey Boys. I was and it was so good. It was a really good show. Had you ever seen Jersey Boys before? Never anywhere oh. ever. So this was my first experience. I mean, other than high school. Um, this was my first experience seeing this uh, any production of and the show. This is like a huge Broadway hit. Frankie Valli and the Four Seasons. Let me ask you this question because I... Uh, my daughters had an opening of their their theater production right. last weekend, so I couldn't go. But we're working on. It. I think it's going to be. I need to call my buddy Chris over at Chan. Um, I think it's going to be next week. But um, I know so many of the Four Seasons songs. The sing along side of it, like the just oh, this feels like a nice warm blanket because I know these songs. Was that a pretty high factor? Absolutely, Love absolutely. That. And they did such a great job with the songs as well. Sounded just like the Four Seasons. There are songs that I didn't realize were Frankie Valley songs or Four Seasons songs. Oh, really? Oh my gosh, yes. Like I didn't know he did um, "My Eyes Adored You" or um, "Your." Uh, what's that one? You're too good to be true. Can't take my eyes Can't off take of you. My, that, oh. I didn't know he did that. I mean, so many songs. So I loved that about it. The acting was fantastic. I got to visit with Michael Brindisi, who is the director of oh, the you did? show. Yep, and he'll be joining us Friday. I, th- I think this Friday. I think it's this. Oh, no, maybe not. It might be in know. July. Yeah, maybe Whatever the later. case, it'll be fun to talk to him because he's from Pennsylvania. He's kind of from your neck of the woods, not really, because he's from Philly. Yeah, but a PA boy. But, I mean, he's been, he's had his hand Lived in, in Jersey, too. So many productions at Chan Hassan Dinner Theaters over the years. And so um, I know it was, uh, oh, yes. it's always a unique process for them when they get the, the license to do these specific shows that are in high demand and. Uh, that they know there's a big interest in. And then they have to go and kind of put their Chan touch on it, right? There's a part that you stay very true to, but then they need to figure out, all right, what's going to you know, be the best for the audience and all that? Right. And so there's a lot of work that has and to go And they wanted that. to make it so that it was, um, it was a production that was accessible to a wider audience. So maybe where you got some F-bombs and things like that, they took that out so that it's you know more pg yeah, I, 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 my guess is it lands a little more like PG thirteen ish. As I talked to them, there Correct. was a time I think where they were thinking, all right, where, where do we go? Because yeah, you want a lot of people to be able to be there without thinking, oh, we, you know, we can't bring these members of the family, or you know, they, they might be too young. Right. Um, so it sounds like it's still a really just fun experience. So I want my good. daughter to go see it. Oh my yeah. gosh, so good. Uh, the food is great as usual. Um, I mean, the staff is fantastic. Um, also, uh, I didn't know some of the story, the, what happened to them and how, well, I, I won't spoil it, but there's some things that happened 
that were a big setback for them. So oh. go see it. Chanhassen Dinner Theaters, the production of Jersey Boys. All right. When we come back, what Kelsey Grammer says about the new Frasier, that's next. I feel like we were just talking about Chan Hassan's <laughs> Dinner we Theaters. Were. Well, let me tell you a little bit more uh, while I have you. Hey, friends, Stevie Boy here from my buddies at Chan Hassan Dinner Theaters. Uh, let's just first talk about the experience. We were talking about Jersey Boys. It's there on the main stage right now. But the experience is, is really what I love most. I've seen so many shows there. Uh, it's a place that I always say just kind of gives you a warm hug when you walk in the front door. It just, just feels like you're at home. Sit back. You know you're in for a wonderful evening. And you can do dinner. Do the dinner package. It's all happening right there. You get dinner. Then you enjoy the show. Even the little things like an intermission when they're bringing you out dessert or if you need a coffee or you want to top off with your wine. That's just kind of a nice touch. So I love it. Anyway, Jersey Boys, we can't wait to see it. Hopefully we'll be doing that next week. Get your tickets at ChanHassonDT.com. Hey, Chan, also known for its concert series uh, as well. They've got upcoming tributes to Gladys Knight, Billy and Elton, Lou Rawls, Vintage Cruise with Kenny Loggins, and more. Stevie Ray's Comedy Cabaret. They dish out laughs, improv comedy, Friday and Saturday nights. All your tickets found at ChanHassonDT.com. Hey, good morning. Welcome back. Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071 Everything Entertainment. Donna Valentine and Steve Patterson. Hey, Steve. Hey, Mommy. No. All right. Okay, Holly's here, too. Yep. All right. That is uh, basically unanimous. Mommy has been uh, voted down. So just when we thought we were going to have fun on a freaking Tuesday, uh, it's going to suck. It's all right, Steve. Sorry, maybe You'll I'm get being through it. too extreme with my emotions. You know, <laughs> I've uh, I've long said I had a strange desire of something I wanted to do with my wife in our bedroom. What? Oh, hello, TMI. Sorry, but once I said "mommy," it kind of opened that part Ew. of me up. So. Now, why? No, I can't. La 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 la. Okay. I had this vision that I shared with my wife and I was like I would like us to do this in our bedroom mm. uh oh people lean forward turning volume up what is Steve Pruderson gonna say shiplap Donna what <laughs> I said listen I really want us to order Asian food eat it in bed while watching Frasier and I don't know why I had this vision. That's I, cute. I want a lamp to be on. I love lamp. I love lamp. And I love soup. And I just want it to happen. She and I have never watched an episode of Frasier together before. I have watched episodes of Frasier, but it was never the show that I turned on. It was like back on Fox 53 in Pittsburgh. I felt like it came on in syndication after old episodes of Home Improvement. It was just, it was happened to be there. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So, I this has been a strange vision of mine. We still have not done it, but maybe this could make us do it. There's this new reboot of Frasier that's long been talked about, and finally we're we're getting closer and closer to it. It's going to be on Paramount Plus. It's this reboot, and it, it really feels like it's moving in the right direction now. Kelsey Grammer is talking about it. And he's saying, this is the headline that grabbed me, that the the reboot may be even funnier than the original run of Frasier. Really? Now I know. What's he going to say? You should tune in. This one is about half as funny. No, he's not going to say that. But how he talks about it, he did an interview with The Independent, and you know he said 
he just feels great about where it's going because he doesn't view this so much as a a reboot of Frasier, like an extension. And now let's check in. But he he calls it almost a third separate story about Frasier Crane. If you go back to the nine seasons where we had Frasier Crane, that character on Cheers, and then eleven seasons of Frasier Crane on the spinoff Frasier, he says this will be in its in the same way I guess that Frasier was its own thing from Cheers, he's almost suggesting that this new reboot, this new version, will be a separate view of Frasier that won't feel like Frasier. I don't know if they're going to call it Frasier or what. But he says he feels like playing this character is almost his, quote, ministry. He says the ethics of Frasier, the study of good, let's say, was important to us. And it seemed important to all the people that were involved in the original one. And it's remained important in the show today he says Frazier has been my ministry you could say he's trying to spread the good word put some love in the world and tolerance true tolerance those are powerful words but most people use them to manipulate I think tolerance is a beautiful beautiful concept not particularly realized in behavior in our country but still a good good goal uh, but he says expect this to be outside of you know kind of the the vibe he wants you to get or the message he wants you to walk away from he says like get excited this is more of a third act Okay. Or a fourth act in oh, the story exciting. of Frasier. A spinoff of a spinoff. I'm as down for it. opposed to an extension of a spinoff. Yeah. Got it. Me too. I, I, I've I always liked... It's interesting. That, that, that show was always interesting to me. I liked seeing Seattle out of his Seattle loft window. I liked the radio aspect to it. I'd like anything that is set in the broadcasting world for a TV show. Yeah, me too. Not everybody feels that way, Donna. Let me explain. Okay. Thanks well. for asking. Uh, there was a show, Newsroom, the Newsroom on HBO. Oh, sure. With uh, Jeff Daniels, there was a uh, movie with George Clooney. What was it called? Money Monster. I don't know. What was the one? George Clooney and uh, Julia Roberts. He he was taken hostage live on the air. Thing? She oh. was in his ear. No, not that. Oh, oh you okay. might be thinking of the Post with Michael Keaton. Yep. Yep. yep, um, yep. But sometimes, if you're in the industry. You are critiquing so much all of the terms that they use, and you're like, that we would never do that on radio. Mm. No one actually says that. I'm sure that. doctors do that, lawyers do it, right. cops do it. You know, I'm sure everybody in their field watching a show like that is going to do that. Like, that yeah. would never happen. You can't object to that. Actually. Right. Yeah. Whereas I, you put somebody in a broadcasting world, radio, TV, whatever, I just, I instantly love it. So I love that about Frasier. But I've probably seen in their entirety, I don't know, maybe 30 episodes of Frasier. Maybe. Yeah, you get the gist. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of, be- lots of beige. Yeah. Hanging out, hanging out and drinking espresso. Yeah. Ah, uh-huh. I just had espresso. Got little Eddie. Oh, Eddie. Yeah. Eddie. Am I the Frasier Crane of the Twin Cities. What was the the father's name? His the actor's name. Oh, John, he passed away. John Mahoney. Mahoney. Yeah, yeah. He was great. Wow, what a great actor. Yeah. Um, can I tell you something? I checked out. Yeah, sure. Um, again, another terrible recommendation from Matt Belanger. All right. <laughs> <laughs> he has such bad taste in television. <laughs> He'll always refer a, a show to me, and I'm like, oh. This is horrible. I hate this more than anything I've ever seen. Like <laughs> okay. Schmigadoon. Remember that? Oh, yeah, yeah. I hated that. I'm watching it, and I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. And my roomie was walking 
past me and, and I go, oh my God, I hate this so much. He's like, really? And I go, this is everything I hate about television. Because <laughs> the actors were so good, but the, I just, the whole musical theater thing, no. Boy, yeah, when you don't like something. You you do you notice your extreme it. opinions on things? <laughs> this is everything I hate about television. Yeah, it was just so bad. I hated it. But anyway, his latest disaster is <clears throat> excuse me, Kim Cattrall's new show. Oh. Glamorous, which I didn't hate. I'm not gonna say I hated it. I even kinda liked it a little because I laughed out loud a few times. It's just for a much younger audience, I think. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Kim Cattrall is maybe better than this. Oh. What's the what's it about? It's basically think of uh The Devil Wears Prada. Okay. For a a young um I I want to say a young man who likes makeup a lot and dressing up and so he uh, and I'm sorry if I'm not using the correct pronoun. I don't know what the story is for that actor, but um, he is the second assistant to Kim Cattrall in a big makeup empire. Gotcha. And you know, there's you know, there's backstabbing going on, and you know, love triangles, and wanting to you know please your boss, and you're the young person, and this is like an established company. It's not horrible. It's just, again, it sounds like you've been there, done that. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, like I've I've seen this film before, if mm. you know what I'm saying. Thank yeah. you, Taylor Swift. Um, if this, every time that we say, there are two movies that when we say that, bring them up in any way, I instantly want to watch them, then I forget that I said that, and then I never watch them until the next time we talk about them. But, of course, this makes me want to watch The Devil Wears Prada again, a movie that I just found delightful. I thought it was just like, I ate it all up. It was great. Stanley Tucci, Meryl Streep. Yeah, I love that movie, Anne Hathaway, too. Anne Hathaway, Emily Blunt. It was great. Um, and the same thing happens with the other Meryl Streep movie, uh, uh, Julie and Julia. Anytime we mention those movies, I'm like, I should watch that tonight. And then I don't, Donna. i got to go back and watch that one, because I didn't love that movie. Julie and Julia? yeah. I like the other one that she was in with Stanley Tucci, right? The Devil Wears Prada. Oh, I was thinking, wasn't there a, just a documentary or a docu? Uh, Was she in uh, the Margaret Thatcher movie? Was Stanley Tucci her assistant in there? No, I'm thinking of the Julia Child movie that didn't, wasn't Julia and Julia. Oh yeah, I think there was a Julia Child documentary. Mm -hmm. It wasn't a documentary, it was scripted. There was a series about Julia Child. That's what I watched on, on HBO. That's what I watched. That was fantastic. No Stanley Tucci in there. Or Meryl Streep. No. You got to get the Tucci in the street. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, really good. Anyway, thank what, you. Do you think you've only watched Julia and Julia one time, probably? Yes. I think you should go back and watch it. Okay. I think it was weirdly obsessive. Right? Like, she's like, oh, I'm going to do this entire book in a summer or whatever. Yes. It sounds like the kind of thing that I would do. That's it. It does. For the next 30 days, I'm going to make all Julia. I'm going to cook my way through this recipe book. That explains why I didn't like it. And why I loved it. <laughs>
That's it. <laughs> Figured it out, everybody. Yeah, that could be. Also, if you do go back and watch Julie and Julia, Donna, um, I don't want this to catch, like, then you'll get caught up on this and be like, what is this? And you won't track with the rest of the movie. The thing that they're making in the kitchen is called food. So they cook and they <laughs> add flavors. You'll see some of these things are, they're called spices and stuff like that. So just kind of go with that. I don't want that to hold you up as you sip probably just like chicken stock. Some of the food looked kind of gross. Like, wasn't there that one dish in the docu-series that, well, not the docu-series, it was a scriptage uh, series. Oh, gosh, it was like some kind of organ, I don't remember. Oh, is it a bone marrow thing? A lot of people like to suck marrow. No, worse than that. It was, um, I'll Google it. You guys talk amongst yourselves. Something okay. very French with a lot of butter and fat yes. and animal parts. Yes. Oh. It was very animal part-ish, which most food is, but it. I'll look it up. You okay. know where I'd like to, to take you? <laughs> <laughs> I would like to take you to any of um, Gavin Kaysen's restaurants in the Twin Cities. Okay. Uh, Spoon and Stable. Yeah. Uh, he's... Uh, Demi, he's got a, a few different ones, and he's just like you know renowned as arguably oh, the yeah. best chef here in the Twin Cities, uh, and, and just like a great dude. Anytime he's come on Twin Cities Live, just so polite and warm and and great at what he does. And I have ne- I shame on me, I've never been to any of his restaurants because I was spoiled at Twin Cities Live. We would have the greatest chefs in the Twin Cities who would swing by our kitchen, make us a plate right there, and boom, it's like made to order from made from the chef. Wow. So I got kind of spoiled that way, but. You know, he he's a very advanced in terms of his culinary techniques, but makes delicious food. But I'd love to see you eating his food with a lie detector on you. Oh, <laughs> I'm sure I'd love it. But maybe not. And that wouldn't be that because everybody has a very particular taste. And so I don't even know if my wife would love it because she, anytime we go to a fancy restaurant, she very often says, like, we have more predictably delicious meals at this run-of-the-mill restaurant or this run-of-the-mill restaurant. And then you start comparing the price that you're paying for a fancy meal. And when your expectations, it's like Jerry Seinfeld is a bit where he's like, there's really not a lot of great food out there. I go to all the greatest restaurants and it's usually like, okay, that was fine. Hmm. So maybe I'd like to just take you on a tour of fancy restaurants. You and Lou, boy, you guys would give me anxiety if I was sitting with you at a restaurant. I'd be like, they're going to be, they're going to be honest. This is going to get awkward for everybody. They're going to critique the foam. Yep. <laughs> with that, we'll take a break. Okay, sounds good. Shout out to our buddy Gavin Kaysen if he's listening, and I'm sure he's not. Hey, but chef. I'm, hey, chef. I love you. Someone will tell him. Um, you watched a couple episodes of The Bear, speaking of the restaurant industry. I did. I did the new season. Yeah. Well, the, I saw an article last night. Someone in the food industry, a chef, I believe a New York chef, is speaking out about The Bear and what it's done for the restaurant industry. You think it's mm. good? You think it's bad? We'll tell you. When we return, it's Donna and Steve on my talk. Hey guys, it's Donna and Steve here to talk about Tria Orthopedics. We get it. Life can be busy. Mm -hmm. So when your back is out of whack or your knee pain just won't go away, it's important to get treated by Tria. They have convenient online scheduling and walk-in care. Yeah, in fact, we've actually both been to Tria for shoulder injuries. Yep, I went to Tria when I had a really sore shoulder, probably from too much clanging and banging in the gym. Donna, do you know that I work out? Oh, no, uh, you never mentioned it a thousand times. 
it's true, I lift weights. You know, I hurt my shoulder, and guess what? They knew exactly how to treat me. Yeah, then you recommended them to me, and now my shoulder is feeling good again. Oh, and my doctor was so kind and answered all of my many questions. What I would do to have that kind of patience around you. Rude. So if you break your wrist, you tweak your knee, hurt your back, get treated by TRIA. Yeah, get world-class orthopedic care with no referral needed. Visit TRIA.com. It's why you're treated and how you're treated by TRIA. Back. Thanks for listening. It's Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071, where talk is fun. Speaking of, coming up at 11 o'clock, we're going to be taking your calls for In a Word. In a Word. You say it. <laughs> so today, In a Word. <laughs> your idea. We've already got emails coming in like crazy. Uh, in a Word. What's a place that has a laxative effect on you? There you go. We're keeping it like, you know, medically speaking. Donna's is the library. As growing up, it was the library. Uh, for me, it's lifetime fitness. I blame squats. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, we're getting some good ones. I'm keeping track of those. But uh, mm-hmm. you can call us at 11. You can be anonymous if you want. Just call up and say your word, okay? <laughs> and then hang up promptly. And then hang up and cry yeah. and run. Right. All right, so that's yeah, coming up at a, 11. Are we, I mean, are we going to be do, always literal to the rule that we only give them, they just get to say the thing and then boom? Or Well, we can ask follow-up questions if, if they'll allow it. Okay. But they only okay. get to say one word. And, they and then we determine if we follow up from there or not. Correct. Or okay. if we just hang up on them. Right. Okay. All right. So, yeah, you don't know. You might just say one thing or we might say, well, tell us more yeah. about why this happens to you when you go into Kohl's. Oh. <laughs> I don't think I don't anybody know. knows the reason. That's the or, fun or, of But it. maybe it always happens around, like, the blouse section or the underoos <laughs> section. Oh, yeah. I that's when you just have to crop to us. You lean into that. Wow, Holly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Holly's, Holly's. I think, uh, kind of, uh, she's a little loosey-goosey. With Holly's that, a little bit of a dirtbag. Hey, hey. <laughs> a little bit? How dare you? <laughs> I mean, a full dirtbag. Thank you. <laughs> All right, let's do this. Hey, if you see something, say something. Oh, that is catchy, huh? Time for If You See Something, Say Something with Donna and Steve. If you see something, say something. Come on and party tonight. Uh, you watched a couple episodes of The Bear? I did. Hey, Bear. Uh, The new season. Yes, I watched the first two episodes. And I don't know what it is about this show. Because there's a lot of yelling. And that can be a lot. Oh, it's a lot of yelling, a lot of quick camera movements. But there's something about watching what feels to be behind the scenes of the restaurant business. Okay. Like the 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 gritty, tough part of the business. You realize it's all about the passion, not the fortune. Hmm. Because it doesn't always pay great, and you're always seemingly in a lot of debt. And the, and also these places don't always, you know, restaurants don't always succeed. It's hard, yeah. hard work. And so, yeah, I watch it. I love it. I love it. There's something about it. I can't explain it. It's a good show. You ever heard of a guy named Rick Bayless? You know? No. Okay. Thank you for not lying, though you were clearly tempted to. <laughs> Rick Bayless is actually the brother 
of a famed sports commentator, very controversial sports commentating figure named Skip Bayless, who's been on ESPN and Fox Sports for years and years and years. Anyway, I had to figure out, I was like, oh, wait, I think these guys are brothers because they look alike. Anyway, Rick doesn't do anything with sports. He is a Chicago restaurateur. Oh, okay. Okay, and this show takes place in Chicago. And he is uh, he is the uh, the man behind Frontera Grill, if you have um, happened to be in Chicago and want to check out Rick Bayless's restaurant. But we have a little sound of him talking um, to the – let me see who he's talking to here. He is talking to the business editor. This was on the Wall Street Journal's page, and they, they posted this on Instagram. So this is like a Chicago restaurant guy talking about the bear and its impact on the restaurant industry at large. Don, I wonder what you'll think about what he had to say. Here's uh, Rick Bayless. Has pushed us back another 20 years um, to, like I said, if, if you're a, a mother of a teenage boy, that's watching that show and he goes, mom, I want to work in a restaurant. Would you let him? No, you wouldn't. You would say that's like the worst profession in the world. And I'm saying that we're trying to go the other direction in all of this. That we're trying to say is that, yes, it's a, it's a profession. It's something that you can work in for years and years. And you can work your way up ladders and you can, tr- you can learn um, craft. Um, and you can make a life for you and your family. And that is the thing that I feel like our culture does not embrace. He went on to say oh, interesting. About, uh, about the bear and its impact on the restaurant industry. He said, I'm trying to point out that how we portray the restaurant business in pop culture is important. Trying to convince people that our profession is not only a viable but positive choice is hard to do when pop culture portrayals and new media coverage only focus on exaggerated negatives. Interesting. Yeah, I thought it was an interesting point of view. Well, I would also say that this is also looking at the person who owns the place. It's basically about a sandwich shop that is, you know, it's like a, and it's, it's copied from the real life Chicago shop, Mr. Beef. Um, and I guess the creator of the bear was a patron and friends with the son of the owner. So you're also looking at business ownership in addition to working and running a restaurant. Do you sure. know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. not just about, like, sure, you could go work for uh, a great restaurant and not have anything to do with owning it and having to deal with, like, finances and stuff like that. You could just go get your paycheck and have fun. But... It makes me wonder how much of the show he's actually watched. Mm. I get what he's saying, because even if you look at things like uh, Chef Ramsay. Sure. Gordon Ramsay. Yeah. And and um, I like that you call him chef, though, out of respect. I know. I, I'm, yeah, I'm kind of <laughs> on a chef role right now. Yeah. Yes, yeah, chef. Um, that show kind of had a negative vibe as well. I think what they're trying to show you is that hard work pays off. I think. I don't know. You should check out the show, Steve. (laughs) She's usually tipsy when she watches it, so we don't know if that's the correct takeaway or not. No, but it is. It's about, it's hard to own a business and then you want to earn a star. Mm, You know? Oh, yeah. Things Michelin star. (sighs) There's a lot. That's why you and I aren't getting into that line of work, Donna. No way. Holly, you are released on parole. Okay, bye now. We expect you back here tomorrow, 9 a.m. When we come back, we've got... 
A dirt alert. I believe DJ Rock Lobster in with us for a yes. couple of hours. Yes, fun. Uh, we'll be right back. Music news next.